the we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and um, you're listening to the Exxon Radio Show on the Talk Star Radio Network. My youngest daughter called us up today while we were uh, driving home from downtown Hamilton, and she said, Daddy, I passed my driver's test. She passed her the first shot. Honey, if you're listening, Mom and Dad are proud of you. So uh, it, it brought to mind, so who are better drivers, men or women? Well, according to a new science study, here are some male versus female stats. Men are 42% more likely than women to be involved in head-on collision and 36% more likely to hit a pedestrian on pavement. Women are 55% more likely than men to have an accident in a car park and 47% more likely to have an accident at traffic lights. Women tend to be more uh, to be in more accidents at slower speeds where the cars are close together while men have more high-speed accidents where it's easy to lose control. Women are 78% more likely to lose their keys, 23% more likely to have something stolen from their car, and men are 52% more likely to suffer flood damage 
and 42% more likely to have their car stolen. Flood damage? Uh, yeah, apparently men are more likely to drive into water thinking they're, they'll come sailing out on the other side. And uh, women are more logical and say, nah, let's not. one 877 Once again, the X-Zone Radio Show and Talkstar Radio Network would like to welcome three new affiliates. The Bear 90.1, CHMZ FM in Tolfino, British Columbia. The Edge 99.5, CIMM FM in Usulet, British Columbia. And Spuds Valley Radio 98.9, CFPV FM in Pemberton, British Columbia. My guest this hour is Dr. Val Webb. And Dr. Webb was born in and educated in Brisbane, Australia. Her professional career spans microbiology, business, public relations, writing, art, and theology. She earned her graduate degrees in microbiology from the University of Queensland and worked in research. Dr. Webb began her religious studies at the University of Queensland and completed her Ph.D. in theology at Luther Seminary in St. Paul, Minnesota. And Dr. Webb, welcome to the Exxon. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for having me on. It's my pleasure, Doctor. Um, let me just ask you right off the top. Are ancient religions relevant today? I think ancient religions are relevant in that they are human expressions of people asking the why questions. Mm-hmm. Why are we here? Um, does something pull our puppet strings? Do we have any control? What happens after death? These questions are simply human questions, and in different places of the world at different times, people have come up with different answers to those questions. And those are the answers since the beginning of time. Why are we here? Exactly, exactly. I I think everybody can remember the time in their own childhood when they asked that question. Sometimes they had an answer that was given to them. Sometimes they wondered beyond that answer, had doubts. But any answer we give is really within our own context, our worldview, our understanding, our education, what's happened to us, our experiences. And so answers are going to be different. Doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break, and then we'll be back discussing our ancient religions relevant today. Dr. Val Webb is our very special guest. And in our age of instant information, we're bombarded with religion, televangelists, religious commenters, uh, uh, commentators, and faith-based initiative. And oh, there's so much. You can't get away from it. Well, many of them want to spoon-feed us their beliefs except and want us to uh, swallow them whole. But should we ever accept one's person's religious interpretation above uh, anyone else's and accept it as, as the absolute truth? We'll find out more as the Exxon continues on the other side of this two-minute commercial break on the X- on the Talkstar Radio Network. one 528 8255 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. I'll be back with Dr. Val Webb on the other side of this two-minute break as we continue from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, exclusively on the Talkstar Radio Network. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. 
Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back, Exo Nation. Dr. Val Webb is our very special guest. And tell me, uh, Dr. Webb, why do you think so many people feel disenchanted with religion these days? I think people feel disenchanted with religion because, firstly, for most people, they're asked to leave their minds at the door Mm -hmm. and um, sort of believe six impossible things before breakfast and then are blamed if they have their doubts. Um, But this isn't the way we function in other areas of life. Um, In science, in all these other disciplines, what we're trying to do is find new information and and doubting um, increases our knowledge, leads us to new things. And yet in religion, it's often been that this is the way it is, this is the truth, and there's a person who's the authority, and uh, if you don't agree, well, then you've, you've got problems. Particularly when a lot of people now uh, in the 21st century are dealing with new ways to see the universe, new ways to look at how the world works, and then to have um, medieval and even tribal desert descriptions of how the, uni- how the world was formed really doesn't fit. No, it doesn't. So many religious leaders expect us to simply accept their interpretations as truth. Why is this such a big problem? (laughs) Well, I think it's a problem because um, this literal reading of the Bible that says this is what the Bible says, this is whether it's the Hebrew Bible, whatever sacred Mm -hmm. text it is, is something that's very new, and people don't realize that. Uh, Certainly the Jewish rabbis, the early church fathers, uh, didn't read them this way. In fact, it's only since the Enlightenment when there were challenges made to um, the literal meaning or, the, or the, the meanings of the Bible, then you start getting this literal becoming quite important because people are afraid to let new scholarship or new ideas come in and influence them. But then again, when we think about life, we're constantly changing. New ideas change us. Um, it, it, for somebody today to say there is only one truth, that's very difficult because we know from everyday life that somebody's truth depends on their own experience and the circumstances they're in. I was just going to ask you, if there's only one God, how come there's so many religions? <laughs> right, and I, I think that's the, the, my new book, which, like Catching Water in a Net, uh, is subtitled Human Attempts to Describe the Divine, and I mm-hmm. think this is the whole point. We really don't know that what the divine is in any complete detail. Uh, as human beings, wherever we are and whatever religion we are in, we try and describe what we believe to be something more, and that will come out of our language, how we explain things in our own particular context. All we can do is to use metaphors, language, and talk about the divine. So um, while they're in, in all religious traditions, in Hindu, the Hindu tradition, you have Brahman as the unknown one, you have the Greeks talking about the unknowable God, Uh, The Hebrew people 
uh, we're not to image God in any form. And yet somehow we've come up with a God that looks very much like us. Yes. And is certainly by medieval art times had a grey beard and was definitely male. If in the, in the scriptures it says, Thou shalt not kill, mm-hmm. how come there's so many wars in the name of religion? Well, the interesting part of taking out that commandment, Thou shalt not kill, when we look at it and think about it, it was obviously addressed, Thou shalt not kill your people within your particular chosen race, because they were killing everybody else at the time. Yeah. There were the whole of the, uh, the Hebrew Bible and the, and the Old Testament is full of these wars against other people. So thou shalt not kill was a very specific command in that time. And I think the, the problem with, with, with religions or interreligious divisions is that while we're going to have diversity in religion because everyone is describing God and describing their experience in their own context, which gives us our many different denominations and religions, the problem is where when we get these one and only truth claims within one or a few of those groups, because quite obviously if my God's the only one and my truth is the only one, then it's my mandate to destroy those who think differently. You know, I, I, I used to read the Bible front and back many times over the course of a year. One of the questions that no one could ever answer for me, and maybe tonight's my lucky night, <laughs> was that Adam and Eve were created. They had Cain and Abel. Uh-huh. Now, one son kills the other son, uh-huh. crosses the mountain, crosses the desert, to a town where he laid with his wife. Uh-huh. Where did she come from? Where did she come from? Well, again, this is, this is the other situation we have in, in, the, in the Hebrew text. People don't realize that, that we have this um, story of a tribe, um, without getting too technical about it, mm-hmm. um, the, the Hebrew tradition came out of Mesopotamia, um, current-day Iraq and some of the places we hear a lot about, um, and, and that was a, a, a tradition where every little city or tribe or clan or village had its own god. Um, it, may, you know, it was not naming the ultimate, but everyone had their own god. And so when you fought another tribe, you know, the winning tribe's god also became the, uh, t- was taken over as well. And so you have the story of Abraham, or the story around Abraham, suggesting that Yahweh, this one God of this tribe, went with him to the new land. Um, that doesn't, doesn't eliminate all the other, other um, city gods at the time. And we know that from the commandment, you shall have no other gods before me, mm-hmm. which is obviously a statement that there were other gods or other descriptions of the God at the time. And so we have a, a tribal story um, a story of, of a people and they're not trying to sort of make it a world and international story they're trying to make it their story But how did it become the international bestseller that it has? Well I, th- I think um, certainly the Hebrew Bible was um, quite unique in its time in terms that it was a written text and it, it, um, it, it sort of explained the, the morals and the understandings of people at that time but uh, once it became the Christian text as well, and once we have Constantine in the 300s mm-hmm. taking over the Mediterranean world as the only emperor and making Christianity a, a tolerable religion, then from then on we have this this very powerful rise of Christianity, 
believing itself on a few verses in the New Testament to be the one and only and therefore must convert and the nations. And so you then get the cross and the sword, um, you know, the, the, the Bible and the sword going out together and then you get this whole um, desire to, to change the world. Current conflicts in the world seem to be focused around uh, religions, difference in beliefs. You have the Muslims versus the uh, the Christians, the, and and you know I, I look at it and I, I I say, well, is it because of one basic principle? Because we do not understand what the other person believes in, that we think that we're superior. Is this what the problem is? I, th- I think I think that's certainly part of it. Um, I think the problem is we are very uninformed in the West about other religions. Uh, I think there's a great interest in Islam at the moment. We're finally trying to find out something about it because suddenly we 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 see it as a, a as a something as a, that might a threat. You know, yeah, a threat, and and um, sort of impact on us. But we in the past we've made no effort to understand this. I mean, how many people have read the Quran? People are very free to say the Quran's a violent book, but I've read it, and, and it's no different from the Hebrew Bible in terms of going out and, um, you know, facing your tribal enemies and being a tribal people. Um, how many people have uh, have friends that are Muslims or I Hindus, and, and have, have any discussion? Uh, and the other the other problem I think is that that the um, terrorism reflects just a small percentage of people. Yeah. And we have to look at the fact that Christianity has its own terrorism. People who kill abortion doctors, people who take gays out into the country and leave them to die. I mean, when we don't have a clean history. No, we don't. Uh, I had a, I have a friend who is a Muslim. He's, uh, he is, um, lives in Saudi Arabia, and he was over with us for a while. And we sat down one night, and uh, and we we talked, and we we compared notes. Now. I don't think anyone who has never sat, taken the time to sit down and talk to somebody uh, of the uh, who is a Muslim would realize that uh, they believe in angels. Mm-hmm. They believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. They uh, the uh, you know there are so many similarities that we're not that far apart. You just have to sit down and learn, listen. And it's quite exciting when we do that because. Um, the, the uh, people say, oh, there's there's our God and then there's Allah. Well, that's sort of ignorance right there. That's right. Because, it, you know, it's, it's it's just a language thing there, talking about the one. The, that's right. You know, the, the great, whatever you want to sort of say. People want to say it's a different God, no matter what anyone can tell them. They don't understand that Abraham is um, the father of both Islam and uh, the Hebrew traditions and therefore the Christian traditions. Uh, we have a common history. In fact, Mary in the Quran, the mother of Jesus, is treated much better in the Quran and given more reverence than Protestants, for example, will give Mary. Protestants uh, but, don't give Mary any <laughs> right. any reverence at all. Well, that's right. We're all a little afraid of doing anything in case, um, you know, the, the, we're seen to be looking um, looking back before the Reformation. But but this whole history, the fact that Jesus was another prophet, and, that's right. and I, the other thing I think people don't understand about Islam is that it was it was not claimed to be a new religion. Muhammad, there was the prophets. We have uh, Moses, um, Jacob, Joseph, going through to Jesus, or the prophets in the in the Hebrew prophets as well, and then Jesus. 
And then Muhammad, uh, there was no revelation that had come to actually to Arab people. And so Muhammad was uh, talking, was basically the prophet, the revelation sent to um, the, the Middle Eastern people in this same line of prophets. Uh, but, but of course, the, the, um, Muhammad felt that that was the final message, that, that there wouldn't need to be any more messages. So we're really talking about the, all these, these religions not being different, but being in a stream. Doctor, please stand by. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Dr. Val Webb is our very special guest, Exonation. We're talking about our ancient religions relevant today. If you'd like to give us a call and voice your opinion, one 528 8255 Now, that's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Miss Brandy will answer your call, and we'll get you on air as soon as we can. That's one 528 8255 the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard, comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern right here on the Talk Star Radio Network. And Exxon Nation, uh, this is uh, National, uh, I'm sorry, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. And the telephone number for the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-SAFE. Dr. Webb and I will be back after the news as we continue on Talkstar. I'm Rob McConnell, and welcome to the X-Zone, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. Today on the X-Zone, contacting the dead by phone. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors, about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can you contact the dead by phone? Thomas Edison kept his machines secret until they were patented, so little is known about what he may have planned but never completed. However, in 1941, a blueprint was found in New York for a telephone to contact the dead, and this was allegedly to have been Edison's plan. It may have well been a fraud. However, in any case, a model was made from the design, but unfortunately, it didn't work. Contacting the dead? Fact or fiction? The quest continues in VXO. Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob Vicano.
Welcome back, everyone. Uh, death awaits you. Now, this Halloween, Maxime uh, says, Death awaits you in your own backyard. Are you ready for these? These are real statistics. A deer, between 100 and 200 humans die each year when Bambi selfishly step in front of cars. In farms, life, uh, live the simple life. Yeah, that's what you think. Good for you. You're three times more likely to lose a limb uh, than a city mouse and twice as likely to die by poison. Uh, people, chances you'll be murdered this year, 1 in 18,000. Chances the story of your demise will inspire an episode of Law & Order, much, much higher. Uh, by cars, your odds of a serious car crash this year, 1 in 40. Each year, 41,000 of you will become roadkill. Um, death by birds, uh, at least 400 people have died in accidents that occurred when birds play chickens with planes. Death by fireworks. Between 2000 and 2002, fun fireworks blew 18 people out of their mortal coils. Death by chainsaws. Now, these injure about 40,000 people a year, not including Leatherface's victims, of course. Dams. Your odds of drowning in a huge flood caused by a freak dam failure are 1 in 10 milligan. Death by lightning. Well, Benjamin Franklin was onto something before the $100 bill, kids. At an average of 73 people are being struck and killed by lightning each year. How about death by trampoline? Uh, between 1990 and 2000, trampolines bounced 11 people into the afterlife. Death by bikes? Ride or die, or both. More than 600,000 people are hurt on bicycles annually. 825 of them die. And finally, uh, oh no, we've got a few more here. Uh, death by dogs. Fido's vicious bite, not his bark, sends one person to the hospital every 40 seconds. Death by ladders. Half a million are hurt every year falling off ladders. And 300 fall all the way to hell. Uh, bites. You've got a 1 in 54 million chance of dying from a spider, lizard, snake, or Courtney Love bite. Uh, I, I threw Courtney Love in there. Uh, death by pools. Better pack those water wings in 2009 people a day drowned while swimming. How about death by lawnmowers? In 2000, over 81,000 people had their health clipped by these death traps. Bees. Yellow menaces, you know. Bzz. Apparently they're, uh, they're vanishing at an astonishing rate. Well, each year bee stings inject death into 1 in 6 million Americans. Death by ATVs, well, if you can take out Aussie... It can take you out. ATVs accounted for 84,900 injuries in one year alone. Death by shovels. With shovels, <clears throat> 3,565 uh, dumb people dug themselves right into the ER in 2001. Death by sledgehammers. Uh, another 1,535 stooges beamed themselves with sledgehammers. How about the sky? Well, look up. Your odds of being killed by an object falling from the heavens, 1 in 250 million. And how about holes? Look way down there. Well, there's a 1 in 2.8 million chances you'll die by comically falling down a hole. And that is some of the things you need to know from here in the Exxon. We pay our researchers top buck in order to get that information to you. Nothing's too good for the Exxon uh, Nation. Dr. Val Webb is our special guest. So we're talking about our ancient religions relevant today. And um, why do you think so many people take the Bible, Bible so literally, Doctor? And, and how can this really be harmful? 
Uh, well, I think I think the problem um, with the, with the literal reading of the Bible, first of all, that it, it's not it's certainly not what the ancients who wrote uh, who were responsible for the mm-hmm. putting together of the Bible actually thought at all. They looked for the more um, spiritual, the more allegorical meanings. Um, Jewish rabbis argued for years about little details. Uh, why was Adam? Um, why was it Adam's rib that Eve was formed for? Does that mean she was sort of stolen goods? All these sorts of questions. And the literal was actually the munda- really the mundane, the more ordinary reading. And it wasn't really till the 1700s, 1800s that you get this reaction to new biblical scholarship that was coming out and people started to say, oh, no, no, we've got to take this literally. Um, we've got to read it word for word because it is the inspired word of God. The interesting part about that idea of inspired word of God, there is actually only one verse in the New Testament that makes a comment like that, and that's in Timothy, and it's speaking about the Hebrew scrolls, not the complete um, formation of the Bible, which we don't have in this form until the uh, end of the sort of 300s. So so to talk about inspired sacred text, rather than talking about inspired people who write text, um, I think that's, that's... some, some way that would get us out of this literalness because the problem with literal reading is that people can say um, this is what we should do this is what we should say about this and that but they're very selective you don't find too many people walking around with their hands cut off because their hands offended them or their eye, eyes plucked out or not eating sort of a certain sort of shellfish or mm-hmm. meat with blood in it which is also in the Leviticus instructions we're very selective about the sorts of things that are useful to us that advantage us like the subordination of women um, but we don't necessarily want to pick up some of these other things so when you see, look at the TV evangelists and the whole prosperity gospel that we hear night after night that if you if you believe in God you'll be rich um, that takes no account of Jesus saying that uh, we should sell everything and give it to the poor I, I, I want to know if Adam and Eve had belly buttons. <laughs> well, there's been books written on that, you know, uh, and I think that's the other thing going back to Adam and Eve, that we have this wonderful beginning story. Yep. You know, it, it's a story that parallels the stories in Mesopotamia, in many other places around there, in Australian Aboriginal stories, Native mm-hmm. American stories. The, the human beings ask questions. It comes back to that, and in my book, this... Um, that's what I'm trying to say. Not uh, make a statement about God is this or God is that, but try and go across religions and say, you know, many people had wonderful stories of how they came to be different from the gods. And this is our story. Why are so many churches stuck in time, unable to move past rigid beliefs that seem hateful to outside groups, you know, like gays, other religions, and, and etc.? Again, I think it's the it's the the fear that's been built into it, uh, and the authority. Two things: authority and fear. Um, leaders sort of saying that this is the only way you can read these things, and we have to realise that you know theology pretty much has gone into the ivory tower. There aren't too many people um, doing theology on the on the ground level as it was as it is, and so we have this authority thing. The church tells us what to think and there's only one way to think. The church interprets how the Bible should be read or whoever it is who is our authority. And uh, when it comes down to people sort of thinking, what's going to happen to me, uh, um, then there's a fair element of fear. What happens if I 
I mean, even if I have questions, even if I think something different, and most people do, most people have questions. Sure. But that fear, that fear of, of what happens if I, if I, you know, take my own initiative and, and, ta- and listen to my experience and not do what the authorities tell me. I have always found it uh, fascinating how Greek mythology, or I should say Christianity, mirrors Greek mythology. Well, there's, you know, and there's a very good reason for that, because, um, uh, you know, the, although it, uh, Jesus was certainly Jewish and Paul was Jewish and, and the Gospel writers were Jewish, and that's what people also forget, Jesus was never a Christian, mm-hmm. um, it was all those, everything was written within the Jewish context. But by the in, the in 70, that's 40 years after Jesus, the temple falls in Jerusalem. By the Romans, with the Romans, when the Jewish people try and, and rebel against the Romans. And after that, you get the Jesus sect of Judaism mm-hmm. being pushed out, out of the synagogue, as maybe that's the aberration that made us, um, God get angry with us. And so once you have them out of the synagogue and you have the whole movement really more... Greek, because we have all this movement out into the Mediterranean, outside of Jerusalem, then you get this influence of Greek philosophy. And Greek philosophy is very different from the Jewish understanding, particularly the Jewish understanding of God. In the Hebrew Bible, God is with you in clouds and pillars and right here, whereas the Greek God is somewhere unknown, out out in the heavens, away from the earth. And so we start getting a very Greek-looking God once Christianity uh, moves into um, a Greek influence. It seems that there are two different gods in the Bible. The God of the New Testament is very mean, vengeful. Um, you know, it's his way or the highway. And the God of the, all of the New Testament is one of kindness, compassion, understanding. Um, I think that has been has been sort of said a lot, um, and I think a lot of that sort of understanding has been um, come within Christianity through through theologians, because by the end of the first century, Christianity could only define itself by defining itself over against Judaism, and so you get this emphasis on um, you know the, the God of love in the New Testament, the God of wrath in the Old mm-hmm. Testament, uh, the good and the bad, the old and the new. Um, and, and really, it's not quite that easily defined. There are amazing imageries of the nurturing mother hen God, the, the God that weeps for his children um, in, the, in the Hebrew Bible. And we also get some fairly, you know, violent images in the New Testament about the God that will, will avenge those who don't believe. So I think, yes, there, yes, we do talk about the God of love in the New Testament, but there's a lot in the Psalms and, and in the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible as well that talks of that. So I sort of I think that division has come more historically because Christianity had to say what it was as opposed to Judaism. Now, should we fear God? Uh, but, you know, that's an interesting question because that word has had so many different meanings. Mm-hmm. And again, it comes down to, you know, as I say in the book, that um, you know anything we 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 are imaging God in our own language and images. The whole idea of fearing in the Hebrew Bible was more about having you know, primal people who don't understand thunder, don't understand the, 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 um, the, the, the floods and all these sorts of things. They're looking for a word, and the word is, word is awe, you know, fearful of not having respect and majesty for God. 
and, and I, I think we've sort of pulled that meaning and made it into a meaning of a fear of hell and a fear of sin and guilt, which I argue is a sort of a, not a, a, an original development in Christianity, but certainly came about through Augustine and some of his followers in the 4th century. And so the, when you think of the idea of awesome or awe as fear, um, it's a different meaning to what we say today. We, we, we have all these sort of cool choruses that say, my God is an awesome God. And you know, it's the same word that's used for the best flavor of ice cream mm-hmm. or the current DVD. And, and so, again, it's a language thing. I think the, there's, there's so much more in the, in the whole tr- religious traditions of um, this idea that God is the energy within the universe, um, something, and, and that's a really good image of God because that that will will help us with science in the 21st century. It's an image that can hold its own in the 21st century. The idea of God in everything in the universe, as opposed to God outside, like a great telephone operator, sort of um, manipulating the the laws of the universe for some people and not others. So do you see science and spirituality coming together to to better understand the uh, the religious aspect and how it relates to our everyday life? Well, well, I think I think we do have some windows. My, you know, I have a background in science as well, and, mm-hmm. and we do have some windows now. I think to talk more easily between science and religion, and this is again because it's a language thing. Um, there are in, with our new um, quantum theories, chaos theories some of the new scientific ideas, there are moments within science where it's random, where there's opportunities um, for things to be unpredictable. Now, science may call that unpredictability, chance, whatever their their metaphors are, but I think it at least allows um, religion to say, well, you know, we can call that God, but God in terms of, not in terms of the great being that's outside, you know, zapping people and and changing the laws of nature, but the idea of the divine, um, somehow a universal energy, um, the life breath, the ground of being, uh, very much part of the natural workings of things, and therefore within everything, um, sort of urging towards um, wholeness. All right, please stand by. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break. When we come back, I'll tell you who's on tomorrow night's show, and we'll take a look at tonight. I'll be back on the other side. This is Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and uh, I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight. We've had a great show. Donna Vall, we were talking about spirit communications. Uh, Araya Magari, we talked to her about why do women stay with men who abuse them. Oberon Zell Ravenheart, renowned wizard and elder in the worldwide magical community. And our guest this hour is Dr. Val Webb. And uh, the question we're asking is, are ancient religions relevant today? And um, on tomorrow night's show, we have uh, John Walshans, Why Prayers Aren't Answered. Nin Hess, uh, Practical Guide to Monsters. Elizabeth Joyce, one of the world's greatest uh, psychics, will be doing psychic readings for one and all who give us a call at one 877 First of all, uh, Dr. Webb, thanks very much for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure having you with us and uh, trying to make sense of are ancient religions relevant today? Do you think um, Do you think that we can overcome the divisions between religions? I, I think we... Um, this is what I sort of talk about in this book uh, that's just come out of mine, like Catching Water in a Net. I'm, I'm trying to sort of say it's, it's not about saying that mine is right and everybody else is wrong. It's even not about proving the existence of a God. It's about everybody being able to, um, in their own language and experience, ponder then on whether or not they want a divine in their worldview. It's, it's about humans looking towards um, that experience. And if we can sort of see that that's what the path everybody is on and, and be able to talk together about that path, find out about other people's religions. What do you believe about that? Why do you believe about that? Because in that whole exercise, we also learn more metaphors and ways to talk about God for ourselves. So I think I think it's possible that we can move together, but it's going to take us being very proactively interested in finding out um, who other people are. Now, I, I've just got about a minute left here, Doctor. Um, the question, uh, there have been some growing numbers of best-selling books that either bash God or claim there is no God. Why right. do you think uh-huh. that this has become so popular? I think it's become popular because we're in a scientific age and many of the, um, certainly the Christian religion has not, um, is still back in medieval ideas about science. And so um, the gods they attack, or the description of God, I think they have a good reason to attack it because um, that particular God manipulating the world from outside doesn't fit in a science world. But I will say we need to keep the discussions open, not just say categorically the only answer is atheism, because it's right. not. The answer is to keep the discussion open, whether we're scientists, whether we're people in religion, and any attempt to say there's only one answer and it's mine is a fundamentalist type of approach. Dr. Webb, thank you very much for joining us tonight. I do hope that we have the pleasure of having you back on in the future. And Exonation, if you'd like to uh, find, uh, if you'd like to get a whole copy of Dr. Webb's book, it's available on Amazon.com. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. To my producer at Master Control, the one and only Miss Brandy. Thank you, Brandy, for keeping us up on those three big satellites in the sky, Galaxy 4R, Telstar 7, and Aglia 2. To my wife and senior producer, the lovely Laura Rogers. Thank you, honey. And uh, to you, the members of the Exo Nation, thank you for allowing us to be part of your day, your night, no matter where you are on this great big world of ours. And thank you for making us one of the fastest growing radio stations that, uh, that are around at this time. I'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. So from everyone here at the Exxon to each and every one of you out there, take care of yourselves 
take care of each other, and always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night now. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors about bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.